What's up, y'all? It's B. Dangerous back again with another edition of Dangerous Sports Talk. I know, if you were looking for the show, I'm late. I already know. But think of it this way. You get more content if I wait versus if I actually do something when it actually happens. And I don't have all the information, but whatever. We're going to get into all that. If you are new here, follow Dangerous Sports Talk, the Facebook page on Facebook. Also, follow Dangerous Sports Talk, the podcast, right here on Anchor, on Spotify, wherever podcasts are available. Also, follow me, Be Dangerous, on Instagram and Twitter at the Be Dangerous. And let's get right into it. The NFL season is starting to get tight already. People are talking about wild card spots and wild card games, well, possible ones, because we're in week 10 right now, week 11. And that's when things started to get a little bit tight because you really see what a team is made of. But let's get into week 10 first before we talk about week 11. So on November 10th, we had the Atlanta Falcons play the Carolina Panthers. And the Carolina Panthers beat them 25-15. to Sunday, November 13th, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers go to Munich and beat the Seahawks 21-16. to Tom Brady is now 2-0 since being single and everyone can be happy again. What the fuck ever. The Tennessee Titans beat the Denver Broncos 17-10. We had the Pittsburgh Steelers winning against the Saints 20-10. The Chicago Bears, ugh. I hope they was going to win this game, but they ended up losing to the Detroit Lions 31-30. Justin Fields. The potential is there. I'll say that. The potential is definitely there with Mr. Fields. Because you have the makings of being the franchise quarterback. You just got to tie everything together and close out and close out close games like that. That's all you need to do and get your secondary together. So, yeah. Uh, we got the Minnesota Vikings beating the Buffalo Bills in this insane game. 33 to 30 in overtime. The New York Giants beating beating the Houston Texans 24 to 16. The Dallas Cowboys ended up losing to the Green Bay Packers, 31-28. Then we had the Arizona Cardinals beating the defending NFL Super Bowl champions, Los Angeles Rams, 27-17. The San Francisco 49ers beat the Chargers, 22-16. Of course, the Browns get their asses bitch slapped by Miami, 39-17. The Kansas City Chiefs beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 27-17. Then you had the Las Vegas Raiders getting beat by the Indianapolis Colts 25-20. Then the Monday Night Football game, which shook everybody to their soul because the Eagles lost their first game of the season to the Washington Commanders 32-21. Now, we're going to pick things back up in the next week. So on November 22nd, 21st, my bad. We are going to have the San Francisco 49ers playing the Arizona Cardinals, and they're going to be playing in Mexico. But let's talk about Sunday Sunday and Thursday. The Tennessee Titans beat the Green Bay Packers 27-17, to which is another shocker. We have the Saints beating the Rams this week 27-20. to and the Chicago Bears got beat by the Atlanta Falcons 27 to 24. 
And it's like, dude, the Bears, I'm like, y'all compete every week. That's one thing I can't take away from them. The Bears compete every week. But when it comes to closing out close games, y'all haven't got it yet. Y'all got to tie everything together. And they said that Justin Fields has a shoulder injury. They don't know how serious it is, but they're taking it day by day. I personally hope it's nothing serious for real, but with football, you never know. So, we got the New England fucking Patriots beating the New York Jets 10-3. Then you have the Detroit Lions winning another game against the, against the New York Giants, 31-18. to I'm actually shocked that the Detroit Lions can actually put up 31 points, but continue. The Baltimore Ravens beat the Carolina Panthers 13-3. We have the Buffalo Bills slapping the hell again out of the Cleveland Browns 31-23. The Raiders beat the Broncos in overtime 22-16. Those whiny-ass, ho-ass Bengals beat the Steelers by 7, 37-30. And yeah, I'm shocked the Steelers can put up 30 points as well. But in a rivalry game like that, I expect you to slap the hell out of whoever you play. Whether it's the Browns, Ravens, and or Bengals. But since you couldn't do that this week, you deserve to get your asses whooped. And I'm shocked about this too. The Dallas Cowboys just pretty much ran through the Minnesota Vikings 40-3. to And I was shook that Dallas could put up 40 points too. But hey, hey. I, what's that boy's name? I think his name is CJ Lamb. CD, something like that. Like, dude can fucking play, and he's a damn good receiver for them. And we go to Kansas City and the Chargers. Of course, Kansas City wins by three, 30-27. The Eagles bounced back from that loss last week, and they are now 9-1 with the win over the Indianapolis Colts, 17-16. Houston Texans, 23-10. And it is Monday night. And we have, of course, like I said, the 49ers versus the Cardinals. But I had to cover these last two weeks of NFL stuff because I already knew, like, it's a lot of shit to cover. I didn't do my shit last week and it had overlapped into this week, so I don't have a choice at this point. So we're going to go there. Now, we are going to go to the NBA. A real quick. And the Boston Celtics play the Bulls tonight. Okay, I can live with that. However, the Bulls are on a losing streak right now as we speak. The last three games they have played, they have lost. So let's take a look. Yeah, the schedule has been jumbled up. So they lost by one to the Orlando Magic to a game winner. And Adam Levine was talking after the game about saying if he was in the game, it probably would have been a different outcome. And it would have been. But what can you really say? When you're losing, you're going to have some type of grievances, whether you're sitting on the bench or whether you're on the court or not. So they lost against the Magic. They lost against the Pelicans, 124-110. to and hold on, it's another one. Ah, the Denver Nuggets. They lost by to Denver, 126-103. to Now, the thing that gets me is, the Bulls can come out and compete every single night. 
But they never have enough firepower to actually win. Because when they when they get in the slumps, they get in the fucking slumps. And a lot of Bulls fans had a lot of shit to say about the Lakers being where they are. However, according to my research, the Lakers Lakers, the Bulls are six and ten and are twelfth in the East right now. The Celtics are thirteen and three and they're first in the East. What the fuck do you think is gonna happen? Well, what they got going on in Boston and how things are kind of slumping over in Chicago, it's all tee hee hee until it happens to your team, right? Because honestly, I can go in on both the Lakers and Bulls, and no one's going to be able to tell me shit because they know I'm not lying about it. So it was all good when the Lakers were, winning, were losing five in a row. But it's been real mild and quiet when the Bulls are in a slump and they're doing the same thing. So if the Lakers are four and ten, but you are sit, sitting up here and you're six and ten, you're kind of on shallow grounds, don't you think? So Bulls fans really can't say shit. When you have a similar record, the only difference is you won two more games, literally. But that's another story for another day. If Chicago wants to come out hungry and win this game against Boston, the best in the East. Go ahead and do that. However, if Jason Tatum's little fine ass plus Mr. Jalen Brown come up out of nowhere and just completely route you from beginning from start to finish, there's not much you can do about that. But you have the talent. Chicago always has a talent, but it's always some injuries somewhere in there. <sighs> a mess. A fucking mess. And. Ugh, sorry about this. I'm trying to get my shit together. So the Bulls have a losing streak. However. Lahim has been out for the last three games for the Lakers with a vaginal tear, also known as a groin injury. And the last three games, AD. Has looked durable. He has been scoring 30 plus point double doubles for the last three fucking games. Just The Lakers just played the Spurs last night. And they whooped their asses by 31 points. 123 to 92. Anthony Davis this game. He had 30 points. 18 rebounds. 2 assists. 3 steals and 1 block. But let's go back just a little bit. The Lakers beat the, also beat the Detroit Pistons, 128-121. to AD had 30, 38 points and 16. Two assists, one steal, and four blocks in this game. And what started off their winning streak was a win over the Brooklyn Nets, 116-103. to AD that night. Had 37 points and 18 rebounds. And what does this sudden surge of winning for the Lakers tell you? It tells you that the Lakers are obviously better without Lehem being there. Trying to pad his own bullshit stats and personal records. 
when you run the offense through AD and let him do what he does, when he is healthy, the Lakers are a much more dangerous team than what you would give them credit for. Because you cannot trust LeHem to be able to piss in the urinal correctly, let alone lead a team. And this is your 20th year. And we're supposed to appreciate greatness. I don't appreciate mediocrity. I'm sorry, but I fucking don't. So as long as the Lakers have LeHem on the team, and they clearly want to see LeHem do better, Trade his ass away for some draft picks. Because at this point, Lahi is damaged goods. And this is what people were afraid of in the first place. They were afraid of Lahim declining at any point in time. They want to say he's still performing at an all-star level and all this other shit. But when your body starts to betray you and when, it's, when you start to break down and you're not as productive as you once were, what does that tell you? Like, really, what does it tell you? Because you can argue up and down about what the Lakers haven't been doing. And trust me, I've said that louder than y'all have. But if you see that when he is out, things start to happen a little differently, and the momentum begins to shift in the Lakers' direction because they're going through AD, getting perimeter shots, making shots, and you're actually making free throws and blowing teams out, Rob, I don't know if your balls have dropped yet, but instead of being a yes man to his every little demand, y'all better look on inquiries to trade him or Westbrook, because you obviously are, I'm sorry, wait, 4 and 10, either 4 or 10 or 5, wait, let me look this up real quick. The Lakers are currently 5 and 10. Okay, just had to make sure. Because nobody has said the Lakers record louder than I have this season alone. And trust me, anything y'all could talk about, I could talk about fucking tenfold. So Rob, do what you have to do. Make some trades so y'all can get some fucking draft picks. Because yeah, dirt was being thrown on you very fucking early in the season. Now that you have a three-game winning streak, you can want to keep striking while the iron is hot. AD, stay fucking healthy. And if you have to outscore LeHem to do this, to get the Lakers more wins, go ahead and fucking do that. Because it's always all tee-hee-hees when the Lakers are losing, but the second they start winning, all that chirping stops. And I keep telling y'all to try your look with a real one, but of course that would be too easy for me and you. Also, I almost forgot to talk about this as well. Kyrie was forced to do certain demands, otherwise he would be off the team. So more than likely, reluctantly, Kyrie went on and did whatever he had to do so he could keep his career. Now, granted, any other player who really was stood strong in his beliefs, not saying that Kyrie doesn't, any player that really stands strong, is strong in his beliefs will be like, you know what, fuck it, take my career. I got enough money to last me whenever. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to be smart and invest your money so you can still feed yourself and take care of your family. 
Because I've seen that happen with many athletes before. But even though it was far from anti-Semitic, give that same smoke that you give to Kyrie and Kanye to the person who actually produced the damn documentary and Amazon. So that's all I have to say about that there. It's always good to see Kyrie on the court, but what can you really say? You had to save your career at some point in time, so you got to do what you got to do. You might not like it. You might do things because that's the type of person that you are. You have a genuinely good heart. But at the core belief, if you know you wasn't wrong, you're going to stand at what you do regardless. Point blank, period. And on that note, I'm going to get my ass out of here. After fucking delaying my shows and shit like that, I thank you guys so much for your awesome. Your always undying support and love for Dangerous Sports Talk and for me be dangerous. Like I said before, and I will say again, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Dangerous. Also, follow Dangerous Sports Talk, the Facebook page, and the podcast on Spotify, Anchor, and wherever podcasts are available. And I'm going to get this on here, and i got to take my ass to work. I'm out of here. Peace.